This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Down the left and Moist stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. 1 2 wicket Tunga. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Zanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! yes! Cummins scored! Cummins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward, De Plattras got the better yes! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Another podcast and another disappointing match in store, maybe. Let's hope not. Welcome to the warm-up episode 32. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, to preview Huddersfield's match against Coventry, is someone who's never disappointment. It's Tom Bradshaw. How are you, Tom? Up the town, Brady. I'm all right. I'm up for this one. We're going to survive by skin nervous teeth again. Get in. That's... uh... (laughs) I like the positivity, right? <laughs> um, we need to be positive, don't we, for the listeners, let's be honest, because uh, the Blackburn game was... Yeah, let's just move on. I think the size says it all. Um, but joining Tom and I, who is making his debut for the first time, I'm sure he won't be a disappointment. Um, but, you know, I don't know. He's he's doing it live. No pressure, Josh. Uh, is Josh Phillips. How are you, Josh? Thanks for the introduction, Brady. Um, I won't get your hopes up too much, but we'll uh, assess my performance at the end. But glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. As long as you give it your all and uh, do it for the lads and say the fans were class, I think that's yeah. I think that's okay, mate. Oh, fans were class as always. On we go. On to the next one. Yeah. 
Love it, love it. You're gonna you're gonna settle in well here, mate. Don't you worry. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna do my usual scene setter waffle. Uh, so Coventry are a place above us in the table in 19th and secured their survival with 51 points uh, last weekend. Uh, did you know, guys? I imagine the people can't see us unless Matt puts the video on without telling us again. Uh, Huddersfield Town last hosted Coventry at home in August 1977 in a League Cup tie at Leeds Road. None of us will know because we weren't born. So if you're old and listening to that, I do apologise, but I can't control when we were born. Uh, their last... Oh, that was very partridge on the subject of partridge things there, Tom. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I've gone. I've gone. We need this laughter. Keep it in. Uh, their last away uh, league visit to Huddersfield was back in April 1972. Uh, a 1-0 win with Ernie Hunt scoring the winner. Um, I had to make sure I didn't have a Freudian slip there. Um, but we'll look at their form now because that is, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Coventry have actually won their last two away games and they're looking for their third in a row, which would be the first time they've done that in the championship since August 2007 under Ian Dowie. I forgot he was a manager. I just always think of him as a bit of a pundit. So, shows you. Uh, Coventry, they've won five in the last ten, uh, put some ninth from the form table uh, and three wins in the last four against Rotherham, Barnsley and Stoke. But they did lose to Preston 1-0 in their last match. Um, I'm going to bomb everyone out here. As I'm sure you know, Huddersfield won fewer points than any other championship side in 2021, winning just three of their 22 matches and have 16 points from those 22 games. That is drawing seven and losing 12. However, positive, Coventry have secured their survival, so maybe they'll be on the beach, A eh, lads? Uh, I'm going to come to you, Josh, after that, because it was a one, it was a nil-nil earlier in the season, I believe, not one for the, for the neutrals. Um do you remember the match? Um, it was a while back, but also how, how do you think Town have played recently, Josh? Yeah, I do remember the match. Uh, it was around Christmas time, I believe. Um, I remember watching it at work. Um, I seem to recall it was you know, a bit of an attritional game. Obviously, a nil-nil scoreline tells you that. But I remember, I think it was Mbenza who had a really big chance in the first half. And I think they had at least one clear-cut chance as well. Um, but yeah, it was sort of the game where you know, nil-nil is not a bad result away at Coventry. But as for how we've done recently, um, well, that, I think the stats tell the story for themselves, unfortunately. But only one home win in 2021. But, um, you know, maybe we could end on a high in what hopefully will be uh, the last game where we play at home in front of no fans. So hopefully can somehow get another result, at least a draw, to uh, secure safety. That would be great. Um, we don't we don't sound that confident, but yes, that would be great. Tom, what about yourself? Obviously, you've been on the pod recently. Um, we're not a we're not a review show. We are a preview show, but uh, I'm guessing you weren't very impressed with the result at the weekend. No, I didn't. I didn't even watch it, Brady. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I told you, didn't I? I went. Up, I, I climbed a hill to get as far as away as possible. So I, I just avoided it and hope I'd come home and check my phone and we'd have done all right but yeah it was really depressing seeing that scoreline because mm. Blackburn no disrespect to Blackburn but they're not like Norwich or Bournemouth are they we shouldn't be conceding five to them especially the run they've been on recently um, as well but anyway yeah I remember that last game against Coventry I thought it was all right nil nil I, I remember tuning in because a bit of a collective collector's item in it Coventry so 
Um, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed it because I thought we defended pretty well. We limited them to not much, like Josh said. I think they had that one chance really, and it was a clearance off the line. And I don't even think they really didn't really test Schofield much. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I was impressed with them from that one game because I thought they played some nice football. They really, they used the counter attack really well. Um, and I think that's uh, something we've got to look out for on Saturday. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think you, I think I'm a bit jealous that you're on a hill. Um, yeah. But I, you could be worse, mate. I went on uh, BBC Radio Leeds and said, oh, yeah, I think uh, I fancy us. And then we get <laughs> smashed 5 2. Probably the only time I'll ever be on BBC Radio Leeds again. Um, but anyway, yeah, you've kind of summed it up nil uh, nil. Um, nothing to write home about but like you said didn't didn't concede so I suppose if we've conceded five at the weekend maybe that's a, a good omen um obviously <laughs> just laughing just laughing yeah. at that uh yeah obviously former former town boss Mark Robbins in charge done a good job uh, by all accounts with Coventry um but yeah jo- Josh um Obviously, I, we ask you when we come on here to do a bit of Reese, you know, have a look at Coventry uh, if you haven't been keeping an eye on them already. Um, what do you think to the team? And is, is there a bit of a, is there a key player you've picked out for this? Yeah, there is actually. There's a couple of players I looked at. Um, Callum O'Hare, he's a former Aston Villa Academy graduate. Uh, he's a young creative player, attacking midfielder. Also, Dom Hyam, uh, centre-back. He's played the most games for Coventry this season. Um, but the player I went for, I'm... Uh, I do like my stats. So I opted for Liam Kelly and he's got the best points per game stats of any Coventry player this season, which suggests he's quite a big influence on the side. Uh, he's the captain. Uh, he's quite experienced. He's been around the lower leagues a bit um, with Oldham and Leighton Orient, but he seems to have found his uh, found a, a groove at Coventry, a role that suits him. And he's been uh, vitally important in uh, ensuring their safety this season. Um, but as for as for Coventry overall, you know Mark Robbins has done a great job there, taking them from uh, League Two to the Championship. That's that's no mean feat, and to do it with the, the second lowest budget in the Championship this season, um, you know staying up is a good achievement for them. And um, the the few occasions I've seen them this season, um, they've they've, uh, they've not blown me away as such, but you know I thought they're a good solid team and they look good enough to stay up. And um, they've had some good results as well along the way. Um, but yeah, Mark, Mark Robbins, some, some managers really just find a home, don't they? And I think that's certainly the case with Mark Robbins at Coventry in his two spells there. No, definitely. And uh, great shout. I picked uh, Liam Kelly in the last in the last one, uh, the previous fixture. So clearly got good taste, mate. Um, but yeah, Tom, what do you, Tom Bradshaw, that is. Yes, See, I'm being so partridge in this, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your key player for Coventry? And what do you kind of think of the team? Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Josh has obviously done some really nice little bit of research there. So yeah. I'll just pretend that I I had I had everything that Josh said already. Um, <laughs> but I actually there was one player that I really liked in that last game. It was that um, Hammer Hammer Hammer. Oh yeah, the, Gustavo Hammer, that, the the Dutch guy, Brazilian. Yep. Um, I just really liked the look of him. I liked um, just like he just was seemed like one of those players that I just liked. He seemed to get stuck in. He seemed to pick the ball up well and just 
kind of dictate bits in the middle. Um, but yeah, I haven't really gone into it because when I did have a look at their stats, I just had a quick glance at their stats and I thought they're very similar to ours. Everyone's kind of on the same plane. No one really stood out as like, there wasn't, I think top goal scorer, was it like eight or nine in the league, maybe? Their top goal scorer, that's just me top of my head. So you might have to correct me there. But yeah, um, Hammer, I think for me, if he has a good game, I like the look of him. I'd take him at town if if the opportunity ever came up. Um, and like Josh said, what is so strange, isn't it? Like managers have certain clubs where they do well at. Like I was thinking like, yeah, Robbins and Jones at Luton, like they've kind of gone away from those clubs and not, I mean, Robbins didn't do terrible with us, but he, it obviously wasn't his groove. And then he's gone back to commentary and he's just bossed it again. It's very, it's strange, but interesting that that works like that. Yeah, no, I think it is. I mean, we don't talk a lot about um, like right fit, but I, I do think that's that like that's a big thing that kind of gets missed. Like you think of it with players, like sometimes it just the club's not the right fit for them, but then they go on and, and do well everywhere else, um, somewhere else. But yeah, no, I think that's important. Like, yeah, it wasn't like you say, probably wasn't the best under uh, Robbins at town, but you know, like say Coventry can't speak highly enough of him and. Like you say, um, it's all about the fit. It kind of depends, but uh, I'll I'll stop saying the word fit and I'll move on to my key player. <laughs> I've uh, I've gone for Leo Ostergaard, um, another centre back. He's played over three thousand minutes for Coventry this season. Scored the winner in the crucial game against Rotherham too, um, like a big threat at set pieces. And we know how good Town are at defending set pieces, which is not very. Um, and yeah, he's actually, he's only scored two goals this season. They've both, they've both come in the last month in April. So I um, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a bit of a bit of a run and maybe he could get something here. Well, I mean, we saw our defending on Saturday, so uh, I think anyone's got a good chance. But um, yeah, picked him. Uh, Josh liked that he included points per game on here as well. That is the right podcast to do it on. So liked, like it, like to hear. Um, but Let's be positive, if we can, uh, and talk about town. Um, I'm gonna. I said to you guys, I'm gonna ask some some difficult questions maybe later on. But uh, we'll start with the positives. Josh, um, who's your key player in this game for Huddersfield? Who do you think could have a good game against Coventry? Well, it's got to be Josh Caroma. Um, at the moment, I think he's our most dangerous attacking threat. Certainly, um, his improvements this season, you know, they've been pretty remarkable. To be honest. Um, and I heard, I heard Matt on the main podcast say that he's got a better all-round game than Carl and Grant. And, you know, well, he's only done it, you know, half a season because of his injury. But I think there's certainly potential to make that argument. He has got, he's very strong on the ball. You know, he's got a good first touch. Um, only concern with him is that defenders might wise up to him. The fact that he wants to cut in off the left all the time and shoot on his right. So I might like to see him try and take a defender on down the left now and again, just to mix it up. But... I'd say overall, if Coroma starts, I think it gives the team uh, a huge lift and it's more belief that we can, you know, create something or score. Uh, you might score a goal out of nothing from the edge of the box. So I'd have to say Coroma uh, is my key player for town in this one. No, definitely. I think that's a great shout. How much have we, how do you think town have missed him, Josh? I mean, it's, it seems like it's, I was worried when he got injured, he'd uh, struggled to get back, but he's, he's come back and he's, he's carried on, hasn't he? 
Yeah, massively, really. I think I remember the game he got injured. It was either at home against QPR or Sheffield Wednesday. It was a 2-0 win anyway, and I think we were already 2-0 up. And I remember he slid over the the advertising hoarding, like, you know, the thing on the floor. And I thought, oh, he'll, he'll get up from that. He might just miss this game, but he'll be back for the next one. And then to find out he's going to be missing for months, that was like a real hammer blow um, because of how well he'd done and how much of a key player he was. Uh, so, yeah, I think we have m- uh, missed him massively um, down that left. Um, Rolando Aarons has come in. Um, he's not done a lot yet. I'm, I'm willing to give him time. But, um, yeah, and Aaron Rowe's done pretty well when he's been inside. But to have that player sort of playing the Carl and Grant role that we had last season, um, Karam's massive for us and he's been a big miss and part of part of the decline that we've seen in the second half of the season. Uh, definitely. And who would have thought that at the start of the season how vital Karama would be for us? Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully, uh, well, let's not look ahead too far ahead to next season, but hopefully he can stay fit all season and maybe it could be a bit better than 20th. Um, but Tom, who's your who's your key player for town? Who have you singled out? Um, well, yeah, I mean, for sure, I thought of Karama because the little bits I did see of Saturday and especially his goal, like what quality that finish was. Like he's he has come on so much in in such a short period of time, it's quite scary. And it's I really hope we can just see a full season of him because I think he'll be off soon. Really, um, but I haven't gone for Karoma because I, I I rely on him to have a decent game. Do you know what I mean? If that sounds stupid to that, I, I'd say everyone else is the key player because they need to pull the fingers out and just sort it out a bit. But I have, I've put Hoggy down mainly because I think if they're going to play their game and it's that counter-attacking game, then I feel like Hogg's going to be the one that has to keep an eye on that and is going to be the first one meeting that if anything's going to come about from it, if that makes sense. So I think I've gone for Hogg as my key player on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Didn't have the best game against Blackburn, but I'd probably say he's been our best player of the season, really. Um, I think you probably would give it Karoma if he stayed fit all season. But yeah, I think that's a good shout. I think we need him to have a good game. And let's be honest, still, there you you think about Gustavo uh, Hamer. He he gets a yellow card. Hoggy will, will love to uh, let him know. Let, welcome into the John Smiths, let's say. Exactly. Um, I like it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, so on the subject of Karoma, well, I think this is a good time. I suppose one of the things you can credit Corbran with is is the improvement under Josh Karoma. But uh, I will, because you're a guest, Josh, I will pressure you first. Um, obviously, we talked at the top of the show about um, the four modest they're in in 2021, and it's not great. And there is a bit of pressure on Carlos. Um, Phil obviously came out and said he's the man before the Blackburn game. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on Corbyn's season and do you think he deserves a crack uh, next season? Well, when he first came in, I was behind the appointment because I liked the noises that were coming from the club about we're going to have a certain way of playing. It happens to be a way of playing that I, if I was a coach, it's what I'd try and strive for. Obviously, it is difficult to implement that style when you're on a budget and we all know he's not been fully backed in the transfer market, but in the first half of the season, we were, we were playing some great stuff at times. Um, there were still matches where we were getting turned over pretty easily, particularly away from home. But um, some of the team goals that we scored 
were some of the best that we've seen in a long time. So up until that Blackburn game on the uh, very end of 2020, uh, I think it was just before New Year's Day or something, uh, things were looking really good and he got his new contract. And then we have had injuries and, you know, but it's just not, it's just not been good, has it? Um, and I know that I listened to the uh, Stephen Chicken podcast as well, and they were saying that he needs to go more uh, pragmatic. Um, in a few weeks ago, after the Derby and Preston defeats, um, and I was a bit worried about hearing that because I think if you're going to play a certain way, you stick with it right right to the end, even if even if you know the results carry on going against you. I'm, I'm very wary of the fact that we went pragmatic for a few games and now we're trying to, oh no, we've got some players back. We want to go back to how we were now. And I don't think you can just turn it on and off like that. I would have liked to have seen him um, stick to his guns a bit more. Um, but after after recent defeats, every time we lose a game, I feel like well, he's, I think his, uh, his time might be up. But then a few days later, I sit and reflect on it and think, well, you know, we don't want all the upheaval. Um, you know, his, Phil seems very intent that Carlos is his man and he's got all the coaching staff and everything in place. But I think the pressure will be on at the start of next season, um, first 10 games or so, just like it was for Jan. But, I, you know, I think there is hope there that we can get back to playing how we want and how we did at the first half of this season. But um, maybe I'm not as hopeful that he's the right man as I was um, around New Year. Yeah, I think I, to be honest, that's very, very similar to how I'm, how I feel. I think um, I'll let you jump in, Tom, because you look like jumping at the bit. But just quickly, like, um, yeah, no, I think the same. I, I think there's you, you hit the nail on the head. I think there's reasons why uh, um, Carlos probably hasn't been able to do as good a job as he could, which is things out of his control. But then I think it'd be it'd be silly to not ask questions of the manager when you're on a bad run because I, I I agree. I don't think the squad's that great. Uh, obviously, it's not something you can improve overnight, but I still think this team should should be better than 20th, you know, even with the people we've brought in. But um, huge summer. Um, we talk about it every week, but huge summer for, for players and contracts and change. And um, I think... Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win, order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Right, you know, I... Season review, you know, I'd let him stay. I think, you know, the big contract is the main thing for me. The fact that he signed that big contract, you kind of have to give him, and like you say, Phil's committed behind him, giving that chance. But 
yeah, I, I I hope he has a good uh, fixture schedule in the first couple of games because I think if it, yeah, like you say, I don't want another Jan. Tom, what about yourself? Um, yeah, how do you, how are you feeling about Carlos? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I want every manager to do well. Obviously, personally, right? I'd I'd still have the Cowboys here. That's that's end of it for me. I'd I'd still have them here, and I'd have given them what they wanted. They're they're so from what I understand, the reason they're not here anymore is because they weren't going to have the control of who they were going to bring into the club. And if that obviously, in my mind, means Carlos doesn't particularly have that either. A lot Stephen Chicken, I think he did the article recently with where it was basically saying actually he has had a lot of these these players are new players are technically Carlos's players, but are they Carlos's players? And I think does the problem the problem's a bigger picture. It's not just the manager, maybe it's the something that we say, I think they say every week on this podcast, it's the recruitment. Recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. It's like I can't stress that enough. I think there's there's something worse than the management. He's this run is terrible though. You can't hide behind that. It's like blooming it. It's if it, this run has been as bad as that um, second season in the Premier League, especially like this this year, it's been horrible. But I give him now. I don't want to. I'd give him another season. I just, I think you just got to give it him. And it's fifty fifty. It's him and recruitment. It depends. I think this summer's going to be massive. Chicken did another article about you've got about thirteen or fourteen players who could potentially be gone depending on whether you give a contract to them at the end of the season so it could be a massive overhaul and then it's like you're doing a complete rebuild again aren't you <laughs> so I, I don't know Brady I just think you just got I think give him another season see what happens we can't really get any worse apart from getting relegated and to be honest like it's been that bad this year. Do you know, on performance-wise, especially 2021, I don't think it's going to feel any worse next season. Do you know, if that makes sense, watching us lose again and again and again. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, I mean, we've let's be honest, we've done we've done a whole, haven't we? Basically, we've we've done what a whole did last season for you know. Fall off a cliff massively. Um, I think we're lucky that if we're being brutally honest, that the the other three teams who are in the relegation zone have made it difficult for themselves. I think that's the only reason we're staying up. Um, but realizing it's my key player, you were talking about players, someone I would definitely have back next season um, on loan. Carol Iting, I think he'll be key in this game. I think we missed his creativity. Um, Coventry will sit quite. They're not a like. They're not a super defensive team, but you know they they can be defensive, especially away from home. Solid, uh, and I think we need players like him to to show their quality. I mean, I think back to that um, oh, not Blackburn game game before that where he came on after his return last fifteen minutes, played that great pass for Aaron's. Um, can't remember what game it was, but he, he, we saw we saw his quality, and I think um, I think we've really missed him as much as we've missed Karama. To be honest with you, love to see him back next season. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, if you're listening, recruitment team at Huddersfield, <laughs> there's one for you. 
Um, but anyway, we will go into the feature that everyone loves. It's Return to the Mac. Um, I think we need to sort out a jingle over the, over the summer. But um, if you could bring a former town player back for this one-off game, who would you bring, Josh? Well, I'd say it's got to be one of the attacking players because I'd expect us to have the lion's share of possession in this one. Um, and I think up front is probably um, where we've probably our, not, not been harsh, but maybe our weakest area in our strongest 11. Um, and we're not far off having a strongest 11 um, for this game. So I'd say it's got to be a player who's not just there to score goals because we don't create that many chances. It's got to be someone who can, you know, um, he's got, can score a goal, has the, the goal scoring now, but someone who can do a bit of work outside the box and, you know, create openings for themselves, which is why I've gone for Mr. James Vaughan. Oh, um, love it. Nice. Yeah, he um, scored goals in average teams before, average town teams. And you'd have to say at the moment, this is an average town team at best. But, um, you know, he knows how the back of the net is and he offers plenty outside the box as well, as I've said. Um, get stuck in, get puts himself about. He's always a handful, uh, quite technically a solid player as well. Um, so I'd, fa I'd fancy him to uh, find the back of the net for us in this one. Um, I think he'd score in a 1-0 win if he was obviously fit, which he wasn't very often. But when he was, he was a danger to all corner flags. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I loved Vaughn. I mean, let's be honest though. If he wasn't, if he was injury free, he probably wouldn't have been a town. So I kind of, yeah. kind of like that. But yeah, he's. Um, I think someone it might have been me or someone. Someone picked him in an earlier show, and I, when I last checked, he has like you know nearly twenty goals in League Two. He's doing so. well. Might doing be back right. next season. Well, who knows? Yeah, might be team. playing him. <laughs> Resigning everyone else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> There's God if we're linked. Uh, well, I'd have him back. Uh, Tom, who, who have you gone for? Um, so I really, I, I really like Schofield. So I'll just put that out there before this one comes out. Before I well, replace but, him for yeah. this game. <laughs> but I just think this season, it's been so harsh on him this season. And he's, I mean, hopefully it's going to be a massively great learning experience for him and it will improve his game in the long run. Um, but I just think right now for this game, and it's, I, I think we're going to be safe, right? I think, I think we could end up losing these last two games and just stay up. But just to be certain, I think one more point is like fine. And I'd just be getting that experienced keeper in for this game and I'd, I'd be bringing back uh, Nico Vazen to burn the sticks. Oh, lovely. Lovely shout. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, if we had him back, I mean, what's the classic cliche? Goalie saviour. What is it? 10 points a season. So, yeah. No. Yeah. And that. I don't, I don't think Schofield's, I don't think Schofield's cost us that many points this season. It's just been, it's been unfortunate because we've been that bad. And then whenever he's had a bit of a, a shaky moment it's highlighted by everyone isn't it um i really hope he kicks on next season as a yeah good yeah no i um i mean to be fair you talked about the experience i think when we had phil on here you know phil senior obviously former keeper um he was saying how vital the experience of you know um <laughs> losing games and being tested more yeah. and we've we've seen that schofield's um uh, I think he's saved the most sh shots in the six-yard box, hasn't he, in all the championship. So, clearly a talented lad. Um, didn't have the best game against Blackburn, but let's be honest, who did? Um, so, I like that shout, though, Vassen. Always bring back, back Nico if we can. 
Uh, I've gone for another another good player, believe it or not. Um, the reason I've done this is because it's a left back. Uh, not that I think we need a left back particularly. I, I think uh, James Vaughan or Vassian would be a better shout. But Toffolo didn't really fit to me against Blackburn. Um, I think he's kind of been rushed back a bit to, like you say, get us that point. Uh, and someone I loved and has obviously gone on to do great stuff. And God, can you imagine if we had him back for this one game? Um, ben Chilwell, uh, I'd bring him back because I just like obviously playing in the Champions League semi final um, against Real Madrid, but you know, could play against Coventry too, can do it all. I thought you, I thought you were talking about Danny Adams for a second, then Danny Adams. <laughs> <laughs> you want, I can change it to Danny Adams if you want, mate. Um, I, well, we'll see. I think that's quite a good poll, though. I think um, of the three choices, that's quite even, isn't it? Yeah, it is. we will see. I mean, you have gone for a Champions League semi-finalist. I've gone for a League <laughs> Two striker. Yeah, but do you know what? Town fans would love a League Two striker more, I would say. So um, we'll find out. We'll find out, mate. I think you had good reasoning, whereas I've just gone, yeah, he's a good player. So, <laughs> it's um, not bad. We will see. We'll see. We'll let Josh win his first poll. Come on, so we can have him back. So Matt does his line about Wagner's cap, uh, Carlos's chinos and Mark Robbins's you never um, you never get that right i've i've been on this podcast now three times why haven't you written it down Brady? because i don't <laughs> like it <laughs> <laughs> well stop trying to do it then <laughs> okay well what i do is and uh, maybe we should do a poll for this um i do the dramatic news that carlos corbran has been sacked yeah. and they've brought in josh phillips tom bradshaw and bradley frost to lead the team god Good help choice. us all <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh josh what's your lineup who, who are you going for for this game well i'd stick with schofield in goal seems there's only two games left this season it's too late in the day to be swapping about um right back and left back i'd stick with Pipo and toffolo even though they look half fit i still think they're better than the alternatives <laughs> um center backs i'd keep sarah's left center back and right center back I play Romani Edmonds Green um, rather than Stamen and Kia because I think Edmonds Green's got a longer term future at the club and it'd be good to see him get some more games. And in front of them, I'd have Hogg, who I agree has been the player of the season. And then just in front of Hogg in the midfield, I would go with Iting and O'Brien. Um, I did want I do want to see Dwayne Holmes play centrally, um, but I'd maybe bring him on for Iting who's still coming back from uh, injury. So maybe Holmes on for the last half hour or so. I don't want to see Holmes out wide. I think he's really ineffective. Um, and then on the left, Karoma. I think he's our biggest threat, as we said earlier. And then on the right uh, side, I'd go for Aaron Rowe. I think he's been a, one of the shining lights this season. Um, and similar to, to Karoma, he's, he's exciting on the ball. He's not afraid to take a man on. He's, he's not got the fear. He doesn't cut back and look to pass back. Uh, all the time I think he's a real threat and then up front I would have Danny Ward because I think it would be important for him to finish the season with a goal if he can it has been a disastrous campaign for him but if he's going to be here next season um, it would be nice for him to have some sort of positive end to this one so to see him score in the, either this game or the next one would be um, a real confidence boost going into the summer for him yeah, well, here's hoping, mate. I mean, we've spoke a lot about Danny Ward on here, but um, yeah, I think we 
we hope he can, like, to be fair, I don't think he was out this long at Cardiff before. So um, here's hoping he can get a goal, like you say. Um, Tom, have you have you made any wild changes to that? No, I've not. I'm not. It's not like last time where I had that amazing formation that he should have played. He should have um, played, yeah. My one thing, I'd, I'd, I, if I'm, if this is, I'm in charge, and I'm like, right, we have to you wear are. black socks. Black socks. Right. That's it. That's my one rule. <laughs> we have to wear black socks. Town always play better in black socks. Um. So yeah, Schofield in net, then. Uh, in black Pippa, socks. In black socks as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Pippa right back in black socks. Um, I've gone for Stearman and Kia in the centre. Um, just because I think. Nabby. Yeah, I'm just going for that. Um, Two Richards. Yeah, I don't. I I say experience. They've not really been that great, but I don't know. I'm just going for them two. Then Toffs. Um. Then like Hog and Iton in the middle. And like Josh, I've got Roe, Brian and Karoma as that kind of free attacking. And then I've gone for Sonogo up front there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I just think he's a, he's a bit of a bruiser, isn't he? I think get him up there, get him in the face a bit. I mean, I, I like Danny Ward, and but I just I just don't think he'll be effective. And end of story I think he needs a reset to this season for him has just been basically coming back from injury and then next season hopefully he can kick on yeah yeah fair enough um <laughs> I uh if I was one of your players though Tom that wasn't that convincing oh yeah, don't know I don't know wear yeah. black socks Sorry. well yeah that's I'm not a tactical genius like I said Brady I make them wear black socks and everyone has to have a beer after the game all right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Mm. Um, old school. That's very, you know, very five-side management. Reminds me of my times at Soccer City. What if we lost um, seven now? Yeah. Do they get a Two beer? Beers. They lose seven now? Two beers. <laughs> <laughs> no Fair logic enough. at all behind that. But <laughs> We would be quite the management trio, clearly. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no real changes for me. Uh, four, two, three, one. Uh, Pretty much the same team. So Schofield in that Pippa. Uh, I'm going to put Edmund Screen into the Kia. Uh, I think he, Edmund Screen is maybe better in a free back three, but put him in there. Don't know if Kia is going to be here at the end of the next season. Naby, uh, Toffolo, even though what I said about him being not so fit. Iting, play my boy there. Jonathan Hogg. Uh, and then my front three, I agree, is the same as you guys. Roe, O'Brien, Karoma. And then I, I have have gone for Danny Ward, but do you know what's up my sleeve? Yaya Sanogo. And <laughs> that's going to be the surprise. Um, I do also think get Rolando Arons and get Sorba Thomas on in this game. Would be, and, and Dwayne Arons, play him in the midfield. Like you say, Josh, take him off for uh, for Iting because he's still coming back from injury. Let's just go for it. Like you say, I, I think you're right though, Tom. I think we can lose the next two games and we'll probably be fine. Just. Uh, but... Just, yeah. yeah. But let's go for it. Come on. It was shocking, shocking on Saturday. Um, So give us something to cheer about. Last home yeah. game this season. Anyway, um, so you've heard our predictions. Uh, obviously, I mentioned this in the last pod. Uh, we've partnered with FanHub. It's an app that allows you to prove your loyalty and get recognised for it. Um, so you can actually predict the lineup too. Um, it's a good, good little app. You can listen to this pod on here. You get points for it. Uh, you can read Terrier Spirits articles and check out what the opposition. So... 
um I'd, yeah obviously um we wouldn't have partnered with it if we didn't believe in it so i would recommend to download it and give it give it a whirl uh anyway lads we're going to finish off here i'm going to ask you how you see this game going and your score prediction so i'll go to you josh what are you thinking all right first of all i'm just going to throw out there is this matt robin's first game back since he was manager oh oh i don't know let's say when yes he, when he ended up hiding in the cupboard or something like that anyway i think i think it'll be nil nil to be honest i don't i think we will have most of the ball but i don't think we'll do enough uh, to break them down um but i think a point should pretty much ensure survival shouldn't it so yeah nil nil boring prediction sorry no it's all right mate you've got to go with what your heart tells you with the predictions um tom have you gone for anything more exciting than a nil nil you know what? I I haven't, but do you know what? I'm going to change it now because oh I'm, look at that! I'm going to this go for influence. Let's, let's hope it's one of those like crazy end of season games, and I don't know, eight four to town. <laughs> you did you do you have any conviction in that? No. Okay. <laughs> I'd take eight four. I've also gone for nil nil. Uh, they're safe. <laughs> Uh, we don't really score. Although Karama, Karama might surprise me. Oh, so I'm going to change it. Come on, why not? One nil town. I think yeah. they'll, uh, yeah, they, I don't think they'll be that bothered. Cause I hope so. so. I hope they're having beers. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, I do, yeah. and that's why it'll be 8 4 to town. Exactly. They'll all be half <laughs> <Yeah>. cut. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> I think that's the only way we could probably win a game at the moment. Right? Um, but we will see. But yeah. Um, Anyway, we'll see. Hopefully, um, obviously, last game of the season next weekend, and that'll be the last warm-up of the season, so we'll see. But uh, cheers to Tom and Josh for coming on. And, um, yeah, if we haven't been that positive, we hope we've made you laugh at least. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck. No, not good luck. I've, we'll need to end this right now, I'm talking. <laughs> good luck to town. Back in <laughs> Jurassic Park, and we'll end it there. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, what a night Late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a heffing dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League Greatest sight in Georgia Square in sea. What an evening, what a night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence, and then the commentator yelled, He takes that chance. So save him mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh I, I got a funny feeling when he walked And a 
Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, muck nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.